0: This episode of Holy Cannoli has some grown-up words that might not be appropriate for little ears. You've been warned. <laughs> 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 you are listening to the Holy Cannoli Podcast. It's all about making sense of life, who we are, and why we're here. Life is sacred and life is strange. And, and here's our dad, Tony Gappasone. <laughs> And we're on. Hi, it's, everybody. It's Only Cannoli episode 24. And lots of numbers going to be coming at you, but it's 11, 12, 18, which means we've been married for... 14 years. 14 friggety years. Woo-woo. That's seven, seven... Seven squared. I was going <laughs> to say seven plus two, but no, that's seven times, times two. It's times seven plus seven. Oh, my gosh. So it's two seven-year itches. Yeah. Or we better say... I just wanted to say... I'm going to put the adult language word, uh, the old adult language <laughs> warning, because wow, we already, already talked about wanting to have some adult language on this episode. We did. Okay. So it's adult language. So um, just, just for fun. I'm going to, I just want to do it right now because I just had to, that made me laugh. I almost said, it's two, seven year itches, bitches. <laughs> I couldn't resist that, you guys. Forgive my party mouth. Lord on high. Okay. So we have got a bunch of questions. Thank you, everybody, who put in their questions. This is going to be fun. They're super random. They're all over the board. And we're going to try to get to all of them. And we might not get to all of them. So thank you for submitting and your patience and your contributions. Okay. So let's start with the food ones.
1: fun things.
0: Okay. Food ones. Okay.
1: Did you say this is the Tony and Wendy Q&A? Didn't I T
0: and W Q and A? I thought I led with that. Maybe I didn't because we've been chatting off and on. I
1: know. When are we recording? Right Uh, now,
0: it's recorded. We already started recording. I already cussed.
1: Okay. Okay. Here we go.
0: All right. Okay. So first one from Alyssa Johnson. What is your favorite kind of cannoli? Plain ricotta or chocolate ricotta, plain shell or chocolate dipped, pistachios, toffee or plain. That's a lot of Of options. options. That's delightfully busy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that was a a shout out to Schitt's Creek, which is a new TV show I'm watching. See, this is the second (laughs) adult word. How do you
1: spell that word?
0: S-C-H-I-T-T-S. It's on Netflix. And it's pretty I funny. really laugh a lot. Super funny. Okay. So my favorite. Well, how about you answer your favorite?
1: Um, I would say I don't love cannoli. How I, dare you? I probably would only eat half of one, honestly. There's so many other desserts I like better, which is great. You have your thing. I have my stuff. But um, if I am getting one, I'm getting... I'm going to get... A plane with um, chocolate chips on the end.
0: Now, this you, this is an easy answer because I like them all, Alyssa. I love everything. I love put it in a cannoli shell and I'm going to eat it as long as it's not PC's. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> <Or poo-poo>.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> then I'm going to eat it unless it's got chocolate sprinkles on top. But... I will say I like like my like my I like them all, but I'll go for like the plain ricotta, ricotta cheese, ricotta cheese, because it's the simplest and purest cannoli. But I love the chocolate ones. I love the pistachio. I love chocolate with peanut crushed peanut crushed on there. But here's yeah. what I hate. Let it be known. I'm gonna go on the record and I'm apologizing to Italy. I do not like maraschino, maraschino, however you say that, El Pacino. <laughs> Cherries. <laughs> I don't like those fake candy cherries on, the on my cannoli. Yeah. So those should be taken off. Don't put those on my Sundays. You don't eat want sunda- the residual
1: <laughs> juice. You don't now, want it well, ever bleh, to be touched. I just
0: don't like that stuff. Okay, cool. Okay. Now that we're good, let's let's move on. Another the next question, question would be let's from keep the food ones together. <laughs> Betty Lou, your aunt. Oh.
1: Your aunt cool. basically
0: said, Tony, can you make... This is a question right to me, so okay, it's okay, just for me. so you answer. Can you make limpa? If not, why? Question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. <laughs> oh, mark. I love it, So I'm Betty really Lou. on the spot here, Betty Lou. But first of all, you're going to have to answer this question, what the heck is limpa? Because people have a, no clue what limpa is, and that'll answer if I make it and why I do it or not.
1: First of all, I want anybody who does know what limpa is to raise their hand... And on the f- on the Facebook page, I would <laughs> oh love use to a know. raise your hand emoji. Yes, yes. use a raise I your hand know emoji if you know what that is. But it's a kind of a tradition in our family. It's Swedish rye bread that um, doesn't really taste like rye to me, but that's how my mom would describe it. Probably, it's got molasses. It's got orange rind. It's got a mixture of flavors, but it see, is Doesn't
0: it not sound good at all though? Those it fla- those sound good. that recipe you see on these paper you're like pass, hard pass. I will not orange rye in <laughs> rye no. bread like no. But
1: it's like a family favorite. It's super we tasty. Yeah. All love it, salivate for it. My mom is the chief limpa maker and she usually makes 4 loaves at a time and if my brothers anywhere near He'll polish off one loaf before (laughs) the rest of us even wake up in the morning. Um, And then the rest is gone within like a day or two. And let's
0: make sure we communicate this. This only comes around once. Probably, no, I'd say twice a year, maybe three times. And that twice a year would be definitely at Christmas if we see each other at Christmas. Usually we do, yeah. And then if we get together for a summer vacation, we've typically gone Tahoe. to Tahoe together, yeah. and it shows up there. And, and then
1: it shows up. It shows up with once, miraculous
0: yeah, artwork. once or twice uh, throughout the year. So really, you're only getting this three, max four times a year. Okay, yeah. so that's do you make that's it, a big the deal. That's a big deal. Why is it only happen? Because one, it takes a lot of freaking work to make yeah. a lot of elements in that recipe and it's hard it's like hours upon hours of waiting and kneading and lumping and limpy rising <laughs> and rising and yeah come on uh i am it's 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 hard enough for me to like make a regular peanut butter and jelly sandwich which that's one of the next questions so why or do i not no i don't and why because this is too much work <laughs> sorry so Betty lou work. it's yeah. so much freaking work and um i'm not interested in adding more things <laughs> to my no. life we'll just I enjoy love it. it yeah i it. It. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, okay, so the next question is peanut butter and jelly. This is from Zach Nightingale. <laughs> What's your ratio of peanut butter to jelly? Wendy.
1: I'd say I like it pretty equal, but I like it like a thin, thin, smooth layer. I don't know the word I'm You want
0: to put the knife in there in one little swipe.
1: One little shallow swipe of peanut butter, shallow swipe so of like jelly.
0: So it's like 50% peanut butter, 50% jelly, basically, mm-hmm. and your sandwich. Mine will be the same, but I want like a slobber, slibber, chunk of jelly Equal and parts. peanut butter and I want chunky peanut butter and I want so much that it sort of dribbles off of the sandwich when you eat it. So the unfortunate part of this is when I do make those sandwiches for my children, they're always complaining because they put their hand in the plastic baggie and they pull out and it's like all gooey and peanut butter. But I like that. That's how I want to eat my peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
1: Nice and messy.
0: Yeah, which unfortunately makes them ask for you to make the sandwich with right. the one my like...
1: yeah, mom makes it.
0: We should do more kid voices. That's kind of funny. So um, this next one would be uh, in a kid voice. Um, if you had to pick um, elbows or shells for, for macaroni and cheese, um, which one would you choose? Doesn't that that sound is like, a
1: funny kid voice. Doesn't that sound,
0: doesn't that sound like Big Nate? Which one did you, maybe? Oh, my gosh, um, you guys. You, we listen to
1: kids <laughs> to audiobooks, Big Nate audiobooks, and I just – can imagine that actor. Doing all these crazy voices. If there's
0: any parents out there and you haven't listened uh, to the big Nate audio version, so, it will drive you up the freaking wall. But your kids no, will be so. you I, you'd like it I some, enjoy it. Sometimes I turn it on and I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> it's please,
1: so sarcastic. Oh
0: no. So back to okay, uh, macaroni, and macaroni
1: cheese. Macaroni and cheese um, elbows or shells. That's an
0: easy one, shells. That's from Emily Nightingale, by the way. I like the way they sit on my tongue. And I like the oh. texture of a large spoonful. Elbows, that's what everyone eats all the time. That's what everyone knows, but it's kind of like, eh, it's boring. I'd like to have the, the shells. The like, shells. Yeah. Okay. You? I
1: think I like both as well. I would just tend toward the elbows because it's traditional. You're
0: trending toward elbows because I, it's I traditional. I like shells too. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's trend toward uh, the Bible. How about okay. that? Let's trend toward the Bible. Your your mother, Carol Kerr, from episode three, wants to know your go-to her her word was what are the bible passages that are your sword of the spirit which is like i think what your most favorite what are your go-to scriptures i would maybe phrase that like what scriptures come to mind to you on the regular how about scriptures that you share with your children where do you want to start honey
1: wow okay um i thought she meant sword of the spirit like what convicts you or something like that
0: i think that's what that means
1: I don't
0: know. Okay, we'll answer She's however you want. She's in wants. the other room, right now. Oh yeah, we've got and to we say.
1: Don't even.
0: We're in I Santa mean, Barbara, we're y'all. We're either. in Santa Barbara. <laughs> we've been given a gift of a home for the weekend. We're like doing a four-day weekend, Veterans Day weekend, celebrating our anniversary with our children and our, in- <laughs> <laughs> and our in-laws in tow. But it was a gift to have beach time and this like beautiful space. And uh, thank yeah. you to the person who gave it to us. So That's I'm gonna interpret this. Awesome. How I'm gonna I'm gonna interpret this because it's gonna also tie into another question that your aunt Betty Lou asked about. Okay. Please explain Tony's tattoos. And so because I have lots of scriptures on my tattoos, I would yeah. say uh, my go-to passages of scripture. Um, I have this one on my arm, but it's probably my most significant scripture comes from Matthew five. It's when Jesus is sitting on the Mount um, for his Sermon on the Mount, and he's talking to his peoples, and it says there were crowds that were gathered, and he gives all the like, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who are persecuted, right? He gives this whole message like it's the longest recorded thing that Jesus says in Scripture, and I love thinking about this: who was in the crowd? Well, his disciples, but also people who were just figuring him out, trying to understand. Uh, wondering, curious, questioning, right? Mm -hmm. The rejects, the fringe. And this is what he says to them. Part of them, he says, you are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill. You are the salt of the earth. A city on a hill could not be hidden. Therefore, don't let your light be hidden by a bucket, but go out and shine your light so that people may see the way you live and be changed and turn to their father in heaven. That's Matthew chapter 5 specifically verses 14 and 16. I always go back to that one because I am always trying to remember who I am. And that scripture amongst many of them tells me, God says, you're the light of the world. You are meant to have an impact. The way you live impacts other people and whether you realize it or not, that's the cool thing. It's not just the people who had no all of scripture because those people didn't even know Jesus at the time. That was one of his very first things he did. And he communicates to them, their value, who they are. So that is a go-to sort of the spirit scripture for me. However, you want to communicate it, a very important piece of truth that I cling to.
1: Hmm. Um. One that I love that I go back to. The the there was one point in my life that I read it and it just resonated with me to my core. Is at the end of the book of John, John mm. twenty one twenty two. Jesus is talking to Peter, I believe. Now I feel like I need to scroll through and just make sure I'm saying this right. He's talking
0: to Peter about his death or whatever? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And then Peter points to John, I believe, and says, Mm -hmm. um, Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? And Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. And I feel like that was definitely an important message for me that day that I was reading it because I think my temptation is to look around and go, God, what about them? Or what's happening there? Or what, why can't, um, my life look like their life? Or why does this person Mm -hmm. have to have have their paycheck? (laughs) (laughs) Or why does this person have to have that pain? Or why does, you know, and I feel like the message is that I can trust God to deal with, individuals the way that he has Mm -hmm. laid out for them and that my call is to follow him Mm -hmm. and my story is going to look different than other Mm -hmm. people's stories just like your story is going to look different listeners Mm -hmm. um than the people who are around you because your life is different you're different and god has different things for you so Mm -hmm. that's just an encouragement to me and a reminder for me to not look around, but to look towards him on what his plans I are. I remember
0: that was significant when we were dating. That was a big oh. thing you were working through. Like, okay, some people were getting married at 25 and having children, and that was not our story. We didn't yeah. get married until we were 28 and 29, so I love that. First yep. John 4.18 is another one I go to on the regular. I'm always telling my kids that that's also one of my tattoos which is tatted right next to an arrow, which goes back to this scripture that says children are like arrows in our quiver that we are entrusted to you know, raise up, and we kind of shoot arrows out into the world, and they, these children go out and become who they're supposed to be. But I put the First John 4.18 verse right next to an arrow to remind me to pray for my kids, to understand the perfect love of God that would drive away all fear. And that passage is written by Jesus' friend John, and he talks about like when we when we are afraid uh, of God or afraid of uh, the future or whatever, we kind of have this fear that's instilled by punishment, that we're doing something wrong. and the perfect love of God, the transcendent being who made us and who loved us, his whole being is of love and when we understand that is in us. and that love is for us. Those fears are cast or driven away so perfect love drives out all fear first john 4:18, one of my go-tos i love that one
1: mm. my other one is first timothy oh what's the for god did not give us a spirit of timidity 316 but a spirit of love power and self-discipline mm. and the timidity or other versions say for god did not give us a spirit of fear mm. i always just think okay if i'm feeling fearful this is not a god thing mm-hmm. this is i need to um one you look at Second it. Timothy <clears throat> one
0: it's one seven
1: Second Timothy one seven Yeah that's good honey That's
0: good Cool uh, any other scriptures come to mind All right cool There's so many more we could you know shoot off but those are the like two that I always go to that yeah. I pray for myself uh, Okay the next one and uh, well let's riff off the tattoos I have a ton of tattoos I think uh, they all go to some sort of story significant phase in my life So my most recent one like when I started this new phase of uh, my brave maker and leaving my position with a, a church for 20 years. I got a, a shutter on my forearm, which is the part of the camera that I always like to say captures the light. And so some people think it's like this video icon thing uh, or video game, which I'm not familiar with, but I, I liked the symbol cause I was stepping out into filmmaking and my ideas about film are about how do we tell stories? How do we tell stories about light and hope and truth and help people's minds awake? So that was the, the, the last tattoo that i got
1: maybe you should put a picture of that oh yeah for on sure
0: Facebook. um i have so many fun ones but i'll just to kind of name a few so i have i always like tell people i have a land air sea theme going because my whole back has a ton of birds on it oh i should say three three birds that represent my <laughs> three daughters and they're sparrows and that goes back to again jesus talking about if God cares about the birds of the air, how much more does he care about you? God has his eye on the sparrow. He has his eye on you. So I love that as a reminder. I have this awesome uh, goldfish koi thing on my arm that has a gold coin in its mouth. And that is another cool story. I always feel like, gosh, how interesting it's relevant today. But like all of my life, I feel like I've had to trust God for provision. You know, I grew up uh, in um, a family that... We, you know, we didn't have, we had everything that we needed, but we never had like a ton. And so when I was going to college, I was like, how am I going to go to college? I was going, you know, for grants and scholarships. I got enough to go to a really nice private college for at least two years. And I left with like $30,000 owed in debt. But I remember being in that college at one time feeling like I didn't know how I was going to make my next payment and thinking any time they were going to knock on the door and ask me to leave. Mm -hmm. I remember God would always give me like miraculous provision. And so one time in, I think here in California, I just felt like the story where Jesus told his disciples to go catch a fish, Peter gets a fish and in the mouth of the fish is a coin and he uses that coin to pay the the tax. Um, and so I got that um, that tattoo because I was like, That's, I need to remind myself that God is going to prepare. This is... Um, Uh, in Matthew 17, God is going to provide all that we need. And I don't need to worry. And so it's funny, we're going through this right now, like when, you know, at the end of the year, our insurance, we don't have insurance. uh, What job am I going to have? I have to feel like I have to trust. We have to trust God is going to provide all that we need. That's a big Mm -hmm. deal. So this image here reminds me that God, God's got us. Any other ones you want to point out?
1: Oh, i mean peony, they're pretty cool the
0: flower i have a flower yeah. as well that you, you love you're a big flower pe- peony fan mm-hmm.
1: i think it's just fun that they tell stories and so if mm-hmm. anybody asks you you can share all that stuff you yeah know? yeah it's like a good way to get talking about faith and you know, talking to people about god
0: and i yeah. love to i just was at this, i was at this thing this a uh, screenwriter event last week and i brought a script and um we did like a read-through of my script and they gave me critique and stuff and the whole script was about church culture and church life and people always ask questions like well what makes you an authority you know like how do like why, why do you have to tell this story and i said well i'm a pastor and this one guy's like what uh, I, I never would have pegged you as a pastor with all those tattoos, and I loved that. I was like, "Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that you you would not have pegged me." But it's interesting that people have they people still have that you know stigma of what a person with tattoos, yeah, uh, what their life is, yeah. or a person who doesn't. Like, remember when the person told me, <laughs> I think I talked about this in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, th- that girl, right? She was swimming by me and she said, my mom said your tattoos make you look like you're going to hell. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, oh, half yikes. my tattoos are about God. Come on. Okay. Um, next one. Let's go deep here. So how do you talk to your kids about gay marriage and gay rights? And then do you want to read the second part of the question?
1: This is in your handwriting, so I'm <laughs> scared. And how that relates to mixed sorry everybody (laughs) (laughs) how that relates to mixed messages they get in school or with church oh that looks like drink to me oh my gosh my handwriting
0: is pretty bad okay so i will take that question because there's uh, this recent experience i had with one of our daughters where she asked she said hey dad um why do some people have things against gay people I thought it was interesting because she asked that on her own accord. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't something we were really talking about.
1: Yeah, I wonder how she came up with that. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, before I share, do you want to talk about your parent question? Like theology, how you always talk about (laughs) waiting for kids to ask questions. Oh.
1: Yeah, I think I just appreciate like when our kids ask questions just answering their question and not going off on a long explanation that they weren't necessarily ready for or weren't even asking in the first place Mm -hmm. and so I try just as they've grown up when they're asking little things then we just answer at the you know the question that they're asking and you can Obviously, ask more, like, do you have any more questions about Mm -hmm. that or did you want to know anything else? Mm -hmm. But not to assume what they know or assume why they're asking what they're asking, but just basically, I think lots of times, especially the developmental stages that they go through, I think they really just want to know. (laughs) <laughs> the like a face value answer uh-huh. to that question. So,
0: which married to a human development major is always helpful because I'm always going, Well, let me tell, like, are you going to give a lecture or I want to like, make <laughs> charts and diagrams and pull out the whiteboard bar- because I feel like I want to tell you everything there is to know about this whole thing. So, in this instance, I was having that in my mind and say, Okay, cool. You want to know why do some people have things against gay people? And this is our 11 year old who was in middle school, and so I said, well, you know what, we we talked before, because we talk a lot about what the Bible says about women or girls, right, because having three girls, I said, the Bible says some things that women shouldn't teach or preach the Bible, or they shouldn't be allowed to teach men, and I said, some people look at that, and they put it into a context in our culture where they they wouldn't let someone do what I do. I said, in the same way, that's how some people look at scripture when it comes to people who are gay. And they don't let them have the same, you know, rights or they think God doesn't like them or God doesn't approve of them. And so she was like, oh, okay. then she said, well, why can't people just love who they want to love? And I thought that was really interesting here. This 11-year-old is asking that. And so I said, you're right. That is a really good question. Um, And so, like, the cool thing for us is, um, you know, she's had some exposure. She knows people who have two moms. And you know she knows my friend Matt, who's been on this podcast, mm-hmm. is gay. and how we talk about that is really important that God loves him, God made him. Um, you know we accept him, and there are some people who don't. and that's the challenge, but we we accept and we love. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want the narrative of our family to be. And we've also been able to talk about, I mean, the Bible is a challenging space to navigate through, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain people who read it different. Um, and you always say Matt does a great job of that, of helping to communicate when, I mean, obviously Stephanie Gotelli who's asking this question. She's talking about her young ch- children as well. So you can't go into this whole narrative. Mm-hmm. But I think as our kids get older is helping them understand that the Bible is interpreted in many different ways. And how we interpret it, we want to interpret it through a lens of love and grace. Even if you disagree with same-sex couples or marriage how we treat people is super important. Uh And the same was not true of how people treated women in the past and people of color, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a long answer to how I try to communicate about the mixed messages they might get in school or church. This is how we, this is our family. This is how we're going to be. And you can use that in the same way of if like we're talking about phone privileges, right? (laughs) If our kids friends are getting phones and we're not giving phones till then or however the olds they're going to be. We say, well, this is what our family does. Mm-hmm. We're not going to compare ourselves. Um, we don't want to judge, you know, mm-hmm. th- those other people or slam them or mistreat them. We might say, you know, we have different values and that's how we're going to live it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. I'm to uh,
1: talk some TV lighten oh, up a little bit,
0: lighten up. Okay. Let's talk about, we have a couple TV questions. What is your favorite Game of Thrones character and Whoa. why? Winter is oh coming.
1: This was a Bent- fun one. Who asked this one?
0: Uh, this was Matt Nightingale. <laughs> this
1: was a fun one because we haven't watched Game of Thrones in at yes. least six months. Yeah, so more than that.
0: Well, you put it. You put it on like uh, a month or two ago, right? Yeah. Like you watched episode one, one. and two, maybe, and yeah. You refreshed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's just put the disclaimer out there that just because we're discussing it does not mean it's a show for everybody. <laughs> so this
0: don't is, send us judgmental ooh, emails and say you're this Christians.
1: It's a spicy show. It's we already got we, some crazy stuff. Got some
0: boobies,
1: <laughs> it's super explicit. <laughs> I hope you understand that. Holy cannoli. This it's, isn't for everybody. That's not for it's everybody. not for everybody. But
0: obviously, it's for us because we, like we love it. it. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> okay, let me just say this too, okay? I'm going to have to call out my wife. What? She's the one who said, we should watch it. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of had that stigma too where I was a little yes. nervous. I was like, what if people start judging? You know, I'm like, who cares what people think? I'm so tired of that. And then I was like binging it. I loved it. You got it from the the, the library. library. <laughs> Because we don't have Because we did have HBO. We're so like, frugal. We had to like wait for the DVD. And to... I
1: don't remember what tipped me over the edge. Because when yeah, it first came did? out, I was like, oh my gosh. I just, all I hear is that it's nudity. Yeah. And we don't need that. We want good stories. Sure. But it's but a great it's, story. But I didn't know that. And yeah. so then I think there was just enough chatter about yeah. it that I'm like, okay, maybe. Yeah. I mean... If it's too much, we turn it off. And yeah, we definitely fast-forwarded a couple scenes, oh, but for sure. and we put the
0: we put the subtitles on. I think because some of the dialogue. Accent <laughs> So the accents oh. were hard to hear. We're like, what? What the heck are they saying? Go back. Oh, that's funny. We couldn't understand like some of the, the thick rogue, brogue. Is it a brogue or rogue? Brogues. Brogue. Brogues. Okay, so favorite. Wow. We yeah, just We, just are went, going we off. love <laughs> GOT. I, we love it. We love Game of Thrones. So.
1: Okay, I could not even land on my favorite, honestly. You... I was like, I love Jon Snow. Okay, Who wait. doesn't love Jon Snow? Okay,
0: everyone loves That's kind of like everyone's got to say like Jon Snow. We love okay. Jon Snow. Well, let's talk about why we love Jon Snow.
1: Just integrity, underdog. He's, I mean He's a
0: hot virgin.
1: Okay. <laughs> Not the whole time. Not but, the whole time. um <laughs>
0: seasons one, two, three For a while. He was like the the quintessential, like every Christian girl would be so proud <laughs> to because he was in, he was like. He
1: just had such a journey. A warrior. He was like
0: standing up. He was a bastard too. Yes. Meaning, like like they called him the bastard of Winterfell yeah. because his dad supposedly had betted, We're not going to go there because I don't, I know, don't want things. to spoil things. Yeah. Know.
1: I assume most people. Either yeah. You can fast forward this right now if you don't want to
0: have any spoilers. How about that? Fast forward okay. this like twenty-five times.
1: Okay. Jon Snow, great. We He's all love great, him. He's great. Okay. okay. And you get to see his butt cheeks
0: if you like butt cheeks.
1: Okay. I love Ned Stark's wife. I forget if it's Caitlin or Catlin. Catlin. I Catelyn. think it's Catlin, but yeah. she is so fierce. She is like determined to protect her family. Mm-hmm. She'll stand up for, yeah. you know, against crazy people. Yeah. And um, I was really sad some. about the Red Wedding episode. The Red Wedding. With That's a
0: spoiler. So if you didn't so watch it, sorry spoiler. About that. Oh, but so. You haven't Who's said. your favorite? I, th- I thought you were going to say.
1: Th- oh, I love everybody. Tyrion. I, I thought you were going to say. Oh, well, that's true. Peter Dinklage. That's why I can't decide. My love wife
0: him. loves witty, sarcastic, and I always felt like you were giggling or loving him every time he would I come was. on screen. I you am. liked I him. Yeah, I do. Peter okay.
1: Dinklage. And I could I never what remember name. his name. What a name. As Tyrion Lannister. I always remember.
0: Tyrion Lannister. Oh, you guys. So it's all about these different, I mean, you you know, if you don't watch it, you know, you get it. It's like this empire is fighting for a throne, obvious. But I would say I'm all about the bad, here's the adult language, badass chicks on this show. There are so many strong female characters. And as a father of three daughters and as a filmmaker who's all about like getting this, industry to give women their equality on screen. They do an amazing job. So I love the mother of dragons, Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. I think she is awesome because she has this superpower ability with dragons. She can walk through fire. She's, I mean, she's trafficked number one by her brother, like sold to a, another King in a kingdom and forced to be his like sex wife slave. And then she ends up, like, becoming an awesome ruler. And she freaking rides dragons. She's like, that's badass. I just think
1: she's, like, meh.
0: Oh, I love her. But I would say Arya Stark. Yes. Just as equal. Amazing. Uh, She's like the little, she's like a rogue you know, tween yeah. <laughs> with an attitude. A little she, sister that could. Yeah, man. and she can wield a sword and she's awesome. But I also say another f- strong female character who you wouldn't necessarily say I think you'd like is Cersei. I love the villainous queen. I think she, uh, what's the name of the kingdom? I can't even remember the name of the King's kingdom. Landing? King's Landing. Oh my gosh. I feel like she's an amazing layered, nuanced character. She's like 20% goodly and goodly. Good. Good mother, but 80 percent. Oh, no, oh, she does. She cares no. about her kids. Her kids. No, her kids, honey. She wants to raise her kids as entitled that, and bratty as they are. I would not call are. her
1: a good mother, indulging and uh, in doing okay, all that okay, evil things. Okay, okay, You're right. Two percent. You're right in this way. Good,
0: but she ninety
1: eight. She's awful. She's
0: doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's so bad.
0: I say she's one of my favorite characters, not because of her integrity, but because okay. she's so intriguing and interesting. Okay. Okay. All right, that's enough of Game of Thrones. Oh, boy.
1: Right. I want to go watch it now. Oh,
0: Do you want to talk anymore? We're good about that, right? Yeah. Okay, next question, TV show. Kristen Beaver wants to know about This Is Us. Totally different. She says, do you watch it, number one? And who's your favorite character? And we both, yes, we yes, watch it. we watch love it. it. We love it. I cry all the time. I, I love when you look over and like, are you crying? Like, yes, I'm crying. Yes. It's such a good show. Family dynamics and generation oh my gosh but everyone would probably say just like Jon Snow everyone would say Jack Pearson but he's not our favorite character he's a good dad he's transparent he's you know dealing with his his uh, alcoholism and he's like this legend in the family but my favorite and your favorite are the same right yeah Beth. we love Beth Pearson who's Beth if you don't watch game or if you don't watch this is us doesn't mean anything to you. So fast forward this couple th- <laughs> of slots up. Beth is Randall's wife and she's not a part of the original family, the big three or anything, but she's the supporting character who comes in and she's got this witty, like truth, speaking Great attitude. Oh, she's, Great so, lines. she's also kind of badass as well yeah and i love the way that she just can throw away lines they seem like they're just kind of throwaway. but i will sometimes rewind a couple of those because they're so funny and i, I think i love again strong woman strong black character i love seeing those on tv because it makes me just it makes me happy the representation okay. somebody you don't normally see you know
1: Should we say who is our least favorite character? Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, You have a least favorite character. I do. Do you? Go ahead. I don't really have a least favorite. No.
1: I cannot (laughs) handle Kate. I cannot handle her. I want to love her. I want to be for her. Obviously, I want her life to go well. But I, so many scenes. Why can't
0: you handle her? Because So many
1: scenes. She's poor me. And she's like, I'm not surprised. My life doesn't go well ever anyway. So it's. Just how it is. Very victim-y. I understand she's had a hard life. Yes, of course. she's had a hard life. However, I want to move on from that. So, okay. Kate, let's move Kate on. Kate,
0: plus eight. Let's, move it on, girl. Let's
1: get rid of the tears. I just and- think it's
0: good. Again, representation. Here's a person of her size in a leading role. And she, unfortunately, has to take that on because she's dealing with weight issues. She's dealing with grief from her dad. She feels all this you know, loneliness. In her life, so totally, I have sympathy for I her. I just
1: want her to be strong, yes. and powerful, yep. and an overcomer, yep. and yep. not just okay um, sad.
0: This is us. If you don't watch it, highly recommend. I also you don't like him as much either, but I do like, like Kevin Kevin because the the Hollywood story. So it's an actor storyline from him, and I totally love all the behind the scenes things and his auditioning, getting in movies, and. Yeah, Red Carpet up Premieres. Certain... Yeah, I do. Sorry. Okay, so before we move on, any other shows we want to recommend to people? Oh. What are we watching? What right are we now?
1: watching? There's shows that we watch together. So yeah, it's a will... good place.
0: Okay, yeah, good, good place. We love Good Place. We're binging that right now. We're, uh, we
1: didn't when it was first on TV. No, we, like, we
0: watched pass. it, and we were like, pass, hard pass. We didn't like it at mm-hmm. all. But then people started talking about, ooh, it gets better, and there's a twisty twist. And now, oh, my the gosh. The twist is good. The twist is really good. Okay. I'm totally digging that. But going to a Game of Thrones connection, we just what? started watching Bodyguard.
1: Yes, Oh, Rob my gosh, Stark. Rob
0: Stark. The actor who plays Rob Stark is in a new movie. Not the Bodyguard with Whitney Houston and what's his face? Kevin Costner. Costner, bodyguard. No, the not
1: a new movie. It's a new. Series. Oh, it's a series
0: on Netflix. On oh Netflix. my gosh, we're binging it. We're on episode four right now. It is so good. It's an hour show, thriller, who done it? What's happening? Who's, who's good? Who, who's, who's bad? Who's bad. You don't really know. Ah, oh, it's so good, so good. Uh, what else do we watch together?
1: Um, sorry, dead air. Oh gosh, I can't well, think of well I can tell you blackish what... Oh, the Blackish grandma. Oh yeah, we <laughs> talked about
0: her. Blackish grandma is one of our other favorite characters on TV. We love Blackish. <laughs> it's also such good racial like conversations. But this woman is probably the most underrated actress on sitcoms, and I want to work with her someday because of her fat. The fact that she can just say <laughs> a grunt uh-huh. and communicate everything she needs to do in like whoo. Huh?
1: Uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> 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 what's her name jennifer something oh, she's so right.
0: good that reminds me too on bodyguard how he always says Mum. oh mom. yeah they say um you know how like, people say ma'am and mister well i guess in england if you're gonna <laughs> call a woman ma'am you say Mum and it's so weird because everyone's saying Mum like 17 different times and it sounds like everyone's calling their boss mom it's the weirdest thing but they say it like every All scene. The time yeah so yeah. watch it and let us know what you guys think that also is not a show for everybody. No. It's rated
1: R. Is it?
0: <laughs> I don't know. M.A.,
1: TV M.A. Yeah, whatever
0: that means. Okay. okay, any other shows? Oh, I love Trial on Error. Um, I binged that this summer. I love the mockumentary, quirky comedy type stuff. Mindy Project. Loved Mindy Project. Mm. I loved 30 Rock. Yeah. Loved all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so good. Oh, man. I love New Girl. You never really watched that with no, me, but I no. can re-watch and laugh. Every mm-hmm. single time, new girl. Mm-hmm. Um
0: I'm watching Shits Creek. <laughs> <on Netflix. laughs> You're
1: laughing. He's watching it with headphones and the laptop and he is busting out laughing every two minutes. I love period stuff, so I love Outlander. Oh yeah. well, thank you. Also not for everybody. <laughs> Very explicit at times. Love it and pull dark. I like the PBS shows.
0: Everything I hear a at dark, I think of like pole dancing to me. It oh,
1: it's the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Any other shows we want to, we'll, we'll put it out on the I Facebook know. page. We'll
1: come up with 10 more <laughs> once we stop.
0: <laughs> okay. How did you know she or he was the one? That's from um, Natalie Matters. When Ooh. did you know they were the one?
1: Well, we're kind of going over on time. Okay,
0: so we're good. We're, we no, it's no. We're good. We're okay. good. Okay.
1: Um anybody who has been a PCC intern under the <sighs> reign of the Tony Years. Well, it's only has like heard 100 this. people, so Okay. I feel like we've given our little dating story.
0: Well, okay. This is, there's a new audience here.
1: Okay. Um how do we know? I don't ever feel like I knew Tony was the one, which is kind of my personality. Bum bum
0: bum. Anyway.
1: Um, we dated on and off for probably five years, broke up, were good friends, got back together, would break up, be good friends still. <laughs> and, um, so it definitely got to a point where I knew that I loved him and I wanted to be with him, but there was so much, um, like, standing in our way, Roblox, hard Me, stuff. My that it was like I was totally surrendered to, it's okay if it's not Tony, then it'll be somebody else. Mm-hmm. I don't really believe that there's, like, a one soulmate kind of situation for everybody, so.
0: bum, bum. <laughs>
1: Mind blown. <laughs> so, yeah. So I feel like I answer that question that I just felt like it was a choice. Yeah. Like, I was... Growing in love with you. I wanted to spend my life with you. Stop, I-
0: Stop that for a second because I love that phrase growing in love. Did you recognize you just mm, used that? No. Okay. I've tried to be intentional with that phrase because I'm not a fan of the word or the phrase falling in love because people easily can use that word to say I'm falling out of love. So the idea about growing in love and then commit committing to love has always been really important. So I would highly agree with that <laughs> phrase. Keep going.
1: Um. I don't remember where I was, but we finally got to the point where we were on the same page and ready to take the plunge together. Uh-huh. And then, so I just feel like I chose it. Uh-huh. I knew I wanted to be with you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I wanted to be with you too. I knew you were the one Knew, quote unquote, when I first saw you share, we were at an event. It was like a college age young adult event and there was like this open sharing time who wants to share about what god is doing in their life and those of you who aren't church people or part of the church community you envision what people do sometimes it is weird and strange and sacred and it was one of those someone played get, you know some music and we were singing and people were raising their hands and praying and then there was like this open mic you would think like some something that happens at a cafe and wendy just walks up not with a guitar but just shares <laughs> on the microphone and tells a story Ooh. Maybe that's what got me. You told a story about how you were working at this camp, and you were just finding opportunities to talk to people about God, and people were asking you questions and were wondering why you were into God, because not everyone always is. And you you quoted a scripture from First Peter three, is it First Peter three or Second Peter three?
1: It's First. I don't know. First Peter
0: three fifteen, I believe, and you said um, always have a reason to give when people ask you about why you have this hope within you, and so I was like. I really like this chick. She's really interesting. Oh, look! It's the same. <laughs> oh <to> yeah. <laughs> <her>. <laughs> I just looked it up. It's the same passage. It says, "Wives, submit to your husbands." So I think it's actually a second. Yeah. No, it is. It is First Peter three fifteen. But in your hearts. Honor Christ. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Keep a clear conscience. Don't speak maliciously against people. Blah blah. blah. So I just remember thinking, Oh, she's, sh- she cares about people. She knows Scripture. She's trying to change the world and make it better. And that was when I felt like mm, I'm really interested in you. I wouldn't. Maybe it wasn't like I knew you were the one to marry, but I was like, yeah. That's something special. <clears throat> We start dating, we're on and off again, but there was a time when I was flying, I think back home from Chicago, I think you had visited and we were just dating. And uh, I was coming back to California and I was on the plane. I felt as if I heard this voice or I had this moment where I was just talking or praying about you. And I felt like, yep, I know she's the one, but I was in such a weird place in every way emotionally. I knew it was right, but I wasn't feeling it. I didn't know how to process it or why, why would I say that? Because, I mean, the answer was I knew because you were the right person. I loved who you were. I loved how you saw the world. I loved that out of all the other women I saw in the world, you seemed to stand above them with your heart, you know, so that's how I knew. Thanks, honey. Yeah. That was was good. Thanks for asking that question, Natalie. But Mm -hmm. I will say how cool it is that we were both very different. I felt like I had this moment, you felt like you didn't. We mm-hmm. did a lot of praying mm-hmm. and we both obviously had to choose one another mm-hmm. and, and walk forward into marriage and we're still choosing after fourteen yeah. years.
1: Fourteen years and counting. Fourteen years and
0: counting. Boom. Okay, here's some um more let's do some rapid fire ones okay. here. Okay, so from Ken slide, do you have a regular schedule for recording these or is it just totally random?
1: Ken, interesting question. <laughs> What's your answer? Totally random. Totally (laughs) random. Usually the intro is done Sunday night at midnight.
0: But I schedule, I have to schedule, like, it depends on who I have here. Yeah, I'm going to San Francisco. Oh, which side note, we can say that next week is going to be Laura Ortberg Turner. She is a writer, an author, and blogger, and she's got some great stories to share about growing up uh, as a daughter of megachurch pastors, John Ortberg and Nancy Ortberg. She's from Chicago, spent time at Willow Creek Church. They're going through, Willow Creek is going through a huge scandal, and she processes that and processes her her miscarriages and her anxiety and has gone through a ton of um, just uh, challenges about being someone who loves the church in in challenging times. So Mm. she's going to share all that stuff next week on the the podcast. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, Ken also wants to know, how did I convince Wendy to participate in the podcast? Oh. Because he's glad that she's a part of it, the voice of reason. Thank you, Ken. I just, um, I had to threaten... um, Her with cannoli for dessert. (laughs) (laughs) I'll always give it. I'll always bring cannoli home because you don't like it.
1: I think I liked being involved in the idea part, like who to, what to do on your podcast, and who to interview and stuff like that. And was fine doing a little chiming in. And that's kind of how I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you keep me on? I just I'm having fun just chiming in here and there, but I don't want to be. A consistent, <laughs> hour-long guest.
0: So no more TWq Probably not.
1: Thank you. But this is fun. But yeah, totally. I don't think everybody needs any more of that.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like the world needs more of us talking, but you'd prefer not wow. to. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's from Jen Atkins. How'd you prepare yourself for your transition from employed church pastors to brave makers? I don't know. That's a good that's a good one. We were talking about this mm-hmm. earlier. I feel like we just kinda threw ourselves in, did our best to try and make as much, you know, transition plan as we could, but it was like we're still figuring out. It was like building the car while it was going at sixty miles an hour type mm-hmm. of thing. And I feel like at the same time we're still transitioning. It's only been six months. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean we knew, like I was thinking about this, it's November twenty eighteen. In December 2017, about a year ago, I was like, "Oh, it's time." Mm-hmm. That's when, like, the, I was like, "I'm ready. I'm ready to to go and to start something new." Mm-hmm. And so, some of the transition starting then, just like praying yeah. and looking at options and trying to figure out, it was a lot of was angst ridden, wasn't it? <laughs> it's was like scary. I
1: think so. Yeah, it felt scary and just like, "What is next? Is LA next?" Yeah. Is The Bay Area next. So it was neat to kind of whittle down. Okay, it's not that, and it's not that, and it's not that. That's, I think, how it went. Like, okay, so if it's not those things, then what is it? Oh, is it this? Then if it's this, then, you know. So really, one step at a time, one closed door at a time, one open door at a time. And definitely a faith-filled journey like day by day step by step which is not how i choose to live my life but i think that's very much what god does Mm -hmm. sometimes he's like i don't you're not even going to know what's going to happen a month from now but i'm with you now and here's what i want you to do next the very next step so it's been definitely faith building
0: i mean we were just and we're still processing the next six months even we're going okay we don't know. Like, so Jen asked a question: What's the five-year plan oh, yeah. for Brave Maker, right? So we're still going. We. <laughs> so I know, Mike. My, my what your dream? My is. big dream, yeah, yeah, would be to five years from now, would be to be an established community of film supporters and film screenings on the peninsula. That we have a pitch tank in which we are regularly funding filmmakers. They're pitching their film projects. That I have patrons who believe in the arts who believe in the power of story to affect change in culture that are stepping forth and saying, Hey, we have an angel investor group. So let's make movies. Let's create content here in the Bay area. That's my dream is to be a renowned space where we, you know, a, we would have a space to make things and create things. And B we're regularly churning out stories and c we're screening them on the regular. So we're becoming like a well-known brave maker film fest. You can count on, the type of stories that are going to create community dialogue and transform our culture through these really important topics. So I'll just do a side little pitch. I'm still, we're still looking how we don't know if this is going to work. Honestly, um, we're looking for people to partner with us financially and to be donors for the this nonprofit adventure. So if that's you, please contact me, Tony at bravemaker.com. This is a really important time and we all look at the political landscape the church landscape just the world <laughs> landscape and go how are we going to make change it's through telling stories it's through different points of view in whether they're documentaries or feature films or look at how tv is changing culture and making people aware of things that are going on in the world and shaping how we understand ourselves how we understand um, scripture how we I, I, this is like man this is such an important need for us as human beings to be storytellers so that's what i really hope brave maker does it makes a dent in and also also the artist i am an artist and i know how hard it is to be an artist if you listen to indelisa montoro speak on uh, episode seven she talked about growing up as a creative person in the church world and she felt as if That was never really supported it was always like find a practical job and the challenge of being a creative i feel like this is god if god is a creator Mm -hmm. we need to be supporting creators so brave maker is about helping people bravely make things and also by the way side note one of the things we're doing um is happening this saturday so if you are listening to this before the event november 17th in the lisa at her space in san carlos we have about 15 spots available for creators to come and talk about what it looks like to make work and thrive on creative work in the Bay Area. It's called Spiral Up. It's on the Facebook page. You can come and join us for a TED-like talk experience to learn more about it. But see, Brave Maker is going to be all about stuff like that. We want to be creating, and so please we need to believe in creators because it's if we don't, our culture will suffer if we're not supporting, endorsing, and being patrons of the arts. End of End of soapbox.
1: <laughs> okay, let's wrap up with I think we have the couple. dog.
0: Dog question dog and the coffee question. question? What else Maybe do you embarrassing have? Embarrassing moment. Oh my gosh. Okay, quick. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, You've been dog owners now a couple of years. How has having Cubby changed you?
0: Cubby the Labradoodle, everybody on Instagram.
1: Cubby <laughs> the Labradoodle. I will answer this one because you haven't really changed. You've always loved dogs. You grew up with dogs. Yes. You love having dogs. I, love I dogs. did not grow up with dogs. I Sad have allergic family members (laughs) who we did not have pets besides maybe one or two goldfish so I never really saw the value I feel so embarrassed to say never saw the value (laughs) in pets never related to those movies like Uh, where a kid is a best friend with a dog or a kid loves a whale (laughs) I just was like I don't get it these aren't real people what's happening so Great question, Jen, who comes um, at it knowing that I did not <laughs> love dogs. So how has Cubby changed me? I love our dog so much. Good. I miss him already. He's been away yeah, from our family for, been what, on this trip. two days? Yeah. And I miss him. <laughs> I see people with their dogs, and I'm like, I want my dog, please. He is a source of so much laughter and fun in our house he is such a source of love Uh, and comfort I think seeing my kids with a dog really really that's the the bottom line for me like it's worth it to see how much comfort they get from snuggling with him, seeking mm-hmm. him out, loving him, taking care of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's gotten us out of the house. We gotta walk <laughs> him. We gotta go to fun play. We' gotta go take him fetch. We gotta go, let's take him to the beach. It gets us yep. out and active. And I will say, again, probably not for everybody. It's <laughs> definitely an additional,
0: yeah, mouth Being to feed. in your
1: house. Like, I'm worried about <laughs> him. If his breath stinks, is he okay? Is he Guys, sick Guys, how do him? you
0: take care of your dog's teeth? Because our dog will not let... No, he won't I let mean, anywhere would, near oh my gosh, with the toothbrush. It's just nuts. And his breath does stink at times. Help.
1: It totally does. So...
0: And when picking up his toys, like, oh my gosh, I love this pooch so much, but then I stub my toe on a big, like, gnarly wiffle bone or whatever those <laughs> things are called. I'm like,
1: ah! I know. His poops. Uh, his, his poops aren't that annoying. bad, though. I will
0: say, I've had big dogs as, and like the fact that, like, when I pick up his little turd. Okay,
1: sorry, everybody. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's not so bad. Got it. Um. So yeah, not for everybody, but for those families who are kind of on the fence, and think, "Oh my gosh, it's so much work." Yes, it is so much work. Slash, I would say,
0: it's worth. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's worth it. Okay, embarrassing moments. And Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jody That's Fernandez so wants Jody. to know our embarrassing moments. Jody,
1: I want to know yours. So, how about we get you this on? This isn't a and a This isn't a Jody. This, this is no, she's asking you, babe. Okay. I I mean, I cannot live this down, but we were taking <laughs> an Italian class at the community center because we are going to Italy. Red like, Morton Community a basic Center basic yes. Italian under our belt. We're sitting there. I feel like we were married at the time or dating. Uh,
0: we were, were we I forgot. I don't
1: know. We are going on a trip, a mission trip to yeah. Italy. Um, with the crew people. Anyway, so we're in this <laughs> lesson and the teacher is Going around the room and she's saying things and then having all of us students repeat it. And so she would say like, buongiorno or whatever. And then go around the room. Everybody repeats. But one person was repeating the most. There was an SNL sketch like this where they were like aliens or something. And they were saying the wrong thing back.
0: Do you remember what it was?
1: The SNL
0: sketch? No, the the real life experience. I
1: feel like she was saying something like, buongiorno. Okay. And the person was saying back like, (laughs) energy. Or something that was, so no It was just so wrong, and but it kept happening throughout the hour. So yeah, from the, the first, same person, from the same person. So I started to like anticipate, like oh my gosh. So she would say "buongiorno,"
0: he would say "Giovanni."
1: Exactly, not even Italian. <laughs> it would be not Italian, and it wouldn't be the same sound. Yeah, and so. I started like, oh no, I have that feeling where it's super inappropriate to laugh out loud. That would be like so Like a fart in a church service exactly. or a funeral or anything. something. anything. Didn't yeah. help that you were sitting next to me and like squeezing my <laughs> I hands I think I, yes, so I squeezed you, you underneath. <laughs> I think I
0: squeezed your thigh oh, or something.
1: You were dying, but you could <laughs> hold it in, but I couldn't. And so I just, <laughs> she did the like, <laughs> buongiorno. And the person wrote, I mean, said back like "formaggi," <laughs> and I just bl- burst out laughing. laughing. <laughs> like everyone is quietly listening and respectfully listening. I was mortified. I couldn't believe that I embarrassed oh, that person. My gosh. I that was awful. I felt we so laughed bad. so much. That
0: was so good. I think the best laughs are when you're not allowed to laugh. That's like the best oh, laugh in the world. That. I it's love so that. It's so
1: hard to keep it in. Oh, that's
0: my favorite. I don't. I could not think of an embarrassing moment because um, I don't know. I'm, I'm. Do you not, get embarrassed? I don't get embarrassed that much. I love. Making fool making fun of myself. Yeah. Or what's that called? Like when you degregate not degregate, when you're self deprecating. But I will make a confession. I will make a confession on the podcast and I just might <laughs> <laughs> regret and it's gonna it just it sounds better with adult language. So I'm sorry for everyone if I'm losing listeners for some of the swears, but I have to say I don't know what is the problem with my bowels lately. <laughs> but I have Owls. had bow what I say, bowls. <laughs> Oh, I'm like the guy in the Italian class. No,
1: you you <laughs> I said say? it right. I just want to make sure it's really clear.
0: want <laughs> <laughs> to make sure I wasn't saying my bowels. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bowels, everybody. I have problems with my bowels. Um, okay. So I have stomach issues. That's what I'll just take the bowels off. <laughs> so I have gas all the time, and I really apologize to my wife. She has to live with me. I don't know what the problem is. I fart a lot.
1: Dairy. Didn't we realize? That dairy.
0: Was <laughs> what do you mean no? What do you mean I don't drink milk all that much? I drink dairy alternative. Cheese. I love cheese. You I do talked love to cheese. The
1: doctor and the doctor was like maybe have less cheese. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so I have dairy issues, I guess. I eat too much freaking cheese. But I also like Mexican food. I love just food. So, sometimes I have to go to the bathroom and it's like the most randomest times and I'm in the most randomest place <laughs> and I'll just say it's not embarrassing only to me because it doesn't happen like any, anywhere like crazy oh it does okay alright <laughs> I've shit my pants okay <laughs> in public in <laughs> the worst time and, like I'm talking about like probably about five times <laughs> in my life maybe seven <laughs> uh- so one time we were running i hate running why was i running i hate running For my wife love of your wife. My wife loves to run so let's go running this is around woodside road in california when we lived in our first house i'm like okay we're running also i'm like oh no we're like a mile away from our house i'm like oh no oh my gosh i'm like we gotta run somewhere I'm like please we gotta find somewhere i can go I'm like running down the street <laughs> and i see chuck's donuts it's like this Divey donut place that's still available <laughs> if anyone knows Chuck's Donuts. And I run into Chuck's Donuts and I didn't <laughs> make it. <laughs> into the bathroom at times. I was like, like, holding the door. I'm like, oh, a- oh <laughs> <God's> crap. <laughs> so I get in there. I'm like, my <laughs> shorts are full of lunch. <laughs> so sorry, Chuck's Donuts, but I had to like, I'm gonna, This is TMI, so fast forward if you don't want to. Do, I had to roll up my boxers in the garbage, and I like, tie it up, and I left it there. <laughs> <laughs> and I walk out commando, and when he's like, are you okay? I'm like, fine, let's just go home, because I don't have any boxers <laughs> on. <laughs> and poor Chuck Nuts has a crappy pair of boxers <laughs> So let's just say that's my most embarrassing thing. Uh, I mean, it wasn't embarrassing other than like in front of you, because I had like poop. I'm like, oh gosh. Oh but that's gosh. my worst fear, is me having to have bowel issues when I'm going to be speaking somewhere, and now I'm not going to get invited to speak anywhere.
1: So brave of you to tell that story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm a brave maker. Okay, I think that's <laughs> it for the show, you guys. <laughs> no, uh, that's it. Um, we do have one last thing. Anything, <laughs> anything you want to say that you learned from a roommate? Oh, uh, Jodi Fernandez. How did you? What did you learn from roommates? And she probably wants you to talk good about her because she was one of your Jody roommates. She was my roommate.
1: She was a great roommate. Um, <laughs> what can you learn? I think communication. Yeah, I lived in a couple of houses with like multiple. Friends, yeah. like house of four people, house yeah. of five people, um, and just communicating when things, you know, annoy you. People do things differently, right? So, just talking about how do you feel about dishes in the sink? How do you feel about whatever? I think that was a great preparation for us because we had done premarital counseling and we had done a lot of work before we got married on our relationship. But we hadn't lived together, and so we, like, our first year was, like, roommate stuff. Like, oh, like, you squeeze the toothpaste like that, and (laughs) I like the toothpaste like this. So, you know, communication. Yeah. We have have our own toothpaste now. We do. That just solves that. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Solved. Uh,
0: And if we could, we would have our own bathrooms, wouldn't we? Going back to that last embarrassing moment, my poor wife.
1: Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I need my own bathroom, but I like having separate sinks.
0: Yeah. We don't have a separate We don't have a separate now. sink right now. Yeah, we That's have right. de downgraded. Um, I would say, mm. yeah, learning from I, I I like having my own little space in our house, like my own little side of the bed, my own little obviously nightstand or desk. But I like our Main rooms like I always feel like I'm picking things up. Like, let's just put the pillow where it belongs, let's clean out the sink if it's a common room. And I feel as if I learned that from living in a roommate home because you're all in this main space, and it would just drive me crazy if people would leave their stuff everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so, being able to have that like roommate talk, like, hey, everyone, put your stuff in your room. Uh, (laughs) I just like that. I like that feeling of going, okay, keep the common space common. And keep your room, like, however you want it. You know, if your room if you're yeah. messy in your room, then be yeah. messy in your room. And you can just close the door so, yeah. and we don't have to look at it. Yeah, so I think that was good. Um, and I think that goes to, to uh, office space as well. That when hmm. you live with people and you work with people, you kind of figure out like it's that like you you shouldn't have to have a sign in your office kitchen that says if you use a dish, clean a dish. Like you, I just think who yeah. who does that? Who uses a dish and puts it in the sink in a public space when you're yeah. living with roommates or in a shared kitchen at <laughs> at work? It just blows my mind that people I do know. that.
1: That's what you learn when you have roommates. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. You grew up differently. Uh, Oh, That's true. Yeah. Okay. So that's how you do stuff. I remember I had one roommate who was like, do not use my stuff, which wasn't my tendency anyway. But another roommate did use her shampoo if it was in the Uh whatever. And she was like, this (laughs) is a deal breaker for me. You do not use my shampoo. You do not use my hairspray if it's on the counter. Like that was super important.
0: And you were living with the so. queen, the mother of dragons, bend a knee.
1: No, that was like her thing. Her that's thing. fine. Yeah, that's oh, okay. good.
0: Okay, last question. It's <laughs> a coffee question. Then we're out of here. Your other oh. aunt Martha wants to know if you had one Love that one my cup aunts are chiming in. one cup of uh, French press left in the whole world, how would you take it?
1: We. You have to share it too. You have to share it. the last cup of
0: French roast. How would you fix it?
1: Um. Take so? Usually sweeten our coffee with agave syrup. Oh, you guys, so I love easy. agave.
0: That's all I put in agave now, or in my coffee at so home. So how
1: would we share it? Maybe because I like
0: Cause you a like, little half and half. Yeah, so I would do it with you. I would. Thank you. Do it how you like it, and I would drink it with you, honey. There
1: you go, Martha. That's a happy little university. half and
0: half, little agave, little agave, little half half. Okay, that's it for this episode, <laughs> episode twenty-four. Sorry, Q and A. Sorry, you I had to listen to my poop story. Enjoyed. <laughs> Please don't um, hinder that from inviting me over to your house ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just never know what's going to end up in your garbage can. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. So next week we have Laura Orper Turner. Uh, we have a really cool um, December episode to a woman named Corinne, who is this awesome Native American advocate. And she actually says, if you don't have Thanksgiving plans Check out what happens on Alcatraz Island on Thanksgiving morning. If you're looking for something really cool to do that that celebrates indigenous people, Alcatraz Island has a powwow that's available for everybody. So you'll hear more about that. I'll do a little teaser next week and then you'll hear from her December first or mm-hmm. first week of December. Okay?
1: Okay. Thanks guys for listening. If uh, you hung in there all this time, <laughs> blessings. Yeah, to you. blessings. Kudos. Sorry. <laughs> To you.
0: Sorry if we didn't get to your questions. I think we got them all, but I think we might have left a couple I off. I think we skipped. Till next time. Okay. okay. Peace <laughs> Holy cannoli Podcast is a proud production of Brave Maker Media. For more information or to donate, go to bravemaker.com to make your tax deductible donation today. Thanks for listening to Holy Cannoli. If you liked my dad's podcast, please subscribe, give it a review, and share it with someone you think would be encouraged by it.